But what I had planned for today was beginning uh, our uh, church um, theme, if you will, kind of our mission and three words, connect, grow, and serve. And uh, my plan was to begin some messages covering what those mean and how to apply those. Um, and so this morning, what I'm going to do instead is do a little bit of what I was going to do this morning as a teaser and build on that then um, next Sunday. And was looking on the, the word connect uh, was where we were going. And the, the idea of connection is uh, really about relationships, to connect with other people. And uh, anybody that you have a relationship with, at some point, you made a connection with them. And uh, I told Jody that uh, I wanted her to be a part of this, and uh, we haven't discussed any of this. Uh, but uh, You know how well I do with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, just talking about our connection, uh, and, uh, how that started. We were at Olivet Nazarene University. At that time, it was called a college. Uh, they couldn't, they didn't qualify to be a university till we got out. That's right. Um, but, um, we met there. In fact, our first encounter, I was on a date with someone else. Uh, we were at a restaurant that we had walked to, but was a ways away from campus. And it was raining uh, a lot. And so we were debating, are we going to walk back in the rain and get soaked? And she looked over and said, well, here's some friends of mine over there. Maybe they could give us a lift back. And Jody was in that group. I don't even remember who else was a part of it at that point. And the names will be, um, you know, not shared to protect the innocent. Uh, but that was the first time we ever met each other. And sometime shortly after that, I called uh, her to ask her to go out, but I had to wait till she got in from her date That's right. uh, <laughs> to do that. And, uh, I mean, anything you need to add at that point? I don't think so. It was kind of like, okay, you know, to go out with this guy. But And uh, what I did was uh, I took her to a baseball game oh, yeah. and bought her peanuts. She didn't like baseball and doesn't like peanuts and shells. So we were off to a rousing start. Uh, you could tell it was the beginning of a great romance. Uh, and there and, was some drunk guy beside us, too, that was yeah, really there was. hassling us. He was, he was very entertaining. He was entertaining, yes. Uh, he was very entertaining. And as I recall, uh, it was a little more entertaining than the baseball game, actually. <laughs> Uh, we had great seats, but, you know, I, that was kind of wasted since she didn't really like baseball. Uh, <laughs> and somehow we continued, but the next date wasn't for a few months because that was right at the end of the school year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went separate directions and uh, contacted each other a couple of times that summer. Um, don't remember how many, but didn't see each other mm-hmm. until we got back to school um, that next fall and, uh, called for another date and things began from there. Anything else you need to? <laughs> no, you remember better than I do. <laughs> Which means I have carte blanche to tell whatever yeah, I want that's not good. Uh, as a, as a part of this story. And I never embellish a story. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's a lie. 
No. It's okay. You're forgiven. It's okay. All right. Well, we began uh, dating a little more in earnest um, that fall. Um, and then in January, um, I shared a few weeks back uh, about uh, the exciting night that uh, I asked her to marry me. And she got mad at me early in the night because we were talking marriage, but I hadn't asked. And as I recall, as I shared a few weeks ago, her quote was, I'm not even going to talk about it anymore because you haven't asked yet. And I reacted in the best way possible. I laughed at that comment <laughs> uh, because I had already planned that that was the night I was going to ask her. So being the gentleman that I am, I waited instead of using that moment, which would have been perfect because I thought this should be interesting. Uh, and then when I asked her later, she said yes, and then immediately wanted to go back to campus so that she could tell her friends, right. as I shared a few weeks ago. And so I went back to the dorm, and there was hardly anybody there. None of my friends were in. Uh, and, and I was kind of going, what have I just done? Uh, I, you, you asked that same question a few other times, too. But we no, 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 no. <laughs> what, what am I doing? <laughs> uh, but that was our connection, and uh, it started a long time ago. Uh, still going strong, uh, I believe, better than it was then. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> uh, we have learned a lot, and what we laugh about often is how ready and mature we thought we were <laughs> when we got married, only to find out we were neither. <laughs> We weren't ready or mature at that point. Um, but connections happen in a lot of different ways. Uh, just think for a second about um, a friend of yours, uh, some good friend, and how did that connection start? We each have a, a, a group of college friends, separate groups, but that we still make contact with and are still friends with. There's five in my group, and uh, we became friends our freshman year at Olivet, and it's continued um, uh, to this day. We, in fact, we get together every weekend. Your group gets together every, year. every year or mm -hmm. so. Um, and do you remember how you even connected with? One of the girls was my roommate, uh, Janet, and the other girls were just good friends of, of hers. And honestly, back in college, we were friends, but it's been the last six or seven years where Janet contacted me and we started talking a little bit more than I started meeting with the other girls. And it's just, it's been a really sweet time that we get together and talk about the past and college years, but then we talk about our, our dreams and, and our relationship with Jesus and such. And it's been a wonderful connection for me because growing up, I, I, Travel or traveled. I moved a lot and never really got good connections with friendships. And then being a pastor's wife, sometimes friendships are a little difficult in that realm, unfortunately. Um, because, should I share why? Because if your pastor is being a bozo as a husband, I don't want to tell you that. Or, you know, if our finances aren't going very well, then the church is paying us. I don't want to talk about it. So define 
deep friendships and connections has not been easy for me over the years. So my college girls that I get together with, it's just a real special bond that we have. And my group, we were all on the same floor um, in um, Chapman Hall at Olivet, uh, fourth floor. Um, and uh, we did a few things, most of which are none of your business, um, that year. And um, we just uh, continued to have that friendship and build on that, even as we all got married and moved in separate places uh, around the country um, and have continued the connection. And several years ago, about 15 or so years ago, 16 years ago, we started getting together every year. Before that, we got together periodically, and it has been a great time. And I have other friends, uh, but those are the longtime uh, friends. And that connection, you could say it happened accidentally, but every connection that we make with someone else, we have a choice to make. Am I? Is this going to be a continuing connection? Is it going to be a casual connection? Or is it going to develop beyond that? And we have to make that choice. And in Acts chapter 11, I, I shared this as part of background a few weeks ago in a message. But I want to read this for you. Acts chapter 11, beginning at verse 19. Uh, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version. It says, now those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who on coming to Antioch spoke to the Hellenists also, preaching the Lord Jesus preaching that the Lord Jesus and the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad, and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. We know him as Paul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a year, a whole year, they met with the church and taught a great many people. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. And it's that last verse that I want you to recognize, they were first called Christians, meaning they were connected to Christ in them, those who were following Christ. And that connection is by far the absolutely most important decision and connection that we need to have is that connection with Christ. And again, it's a choice, even though he's already reached out to us. But I want you also to notice that Barnabas, when he was sent there, and by the way, I love Barnabas. Um, his name isn't actually Barnabas. That was what he was called because Barnabas means son of encouragement. And because he encouraged so many people, they began to call him Barnabas. And a lot of us have nicknames, some that have stuck with us, others that we had at a certain time in life. And some of those nicknames you might have liked and some you didn't, but it stuck with you anyway. And it almost always had to do with some trait 
or some event that had happened. Um, and for Barnabas, and what I love is to think, man, how awesome was he that everybody simply began to call him son of encouragement or an encourager? And I even wonder, let me pause and ask the question, if people started calling you by what they know you for, what would they call you? Uh, and I would love it if it was Barnabas <laughs> and, or just the fact that encouragement was a part of it. And Barnabas then went and got Saul, who was a recent convert who had been persecuting the church for a long time. In fact, the persecution that arose that was mentioned in verse 19 uh, came out of what Paul or Saul had been doing. And especially when Stephen, who was a man full of God and God's grace, Scripture tells us, was stoned to death because of Saul. He was the one who brought the letter and the accusation. He's the one that got the people to do it. He's the one that held their coats while they all threw the stones uh, and killed Stephen and the church scattered. But in this, Barnabas saw something because of his conversion, brought him along. And, you know, to realize that we need to connect with others. And sometimes, in fact, many times, our connection happens because of some kind of a crisis that we go through. Uh, I've been in many hospitals with families waiting surgery, families who were in uh, ICU waiting rooms and, and some in trauma waiting rooms. And I've always noticed this phenomenon. The waiting rooms aren't as big a deal now because of different rules and laws and in the last couple of years because of um, all the um, restrictions, et cetera. Some of the waiting rooms haven't even been open. But it's interesting to see connections with families. And I would sometimes go to visit a family. They were in the waiting room, and they would begin to introduce me to other people in the room. The only thing they shared in common was they had a loved one who was in crisis, which meant they were in crisis. But many of them kept that connection through the years because of it. It wasn't a crisis, but it was a new experience when I became friends with and connected with my college buddies. We were all in the same space. Uh, Jody's group began because of a connection to one of them, and the rest were there as well. Um, and what's interesting is that without our connection to Christ, all of our other relationships will suffer. It's a guarantee. In fact, quite often, if you're struggling in some relationships, first check your own relationship with Christ. Then check on what could be done in that relationship. Um, and it is just amazing to me to recognize there are no accidental connections. Our first meeting was accidental, but the connection was not. Because there was a choice made. I made a choice to call and try to connect, to try to further this, to see if there was anything else there. And we don't accidentally connect. We accidentally meet people, but we don't connect accidentally. Right. Well, no, I, I noticed when we were reading the scripture that when they got together at the church, they met for a whole year with them. And I just really think we need to find those friendships and those connections that we 
meet with, whether it's even just over a cup of coffee or in a church building, because those connecting friendships help me grow as a Christian and keep me accountable. And I just think church itself is so important. I hate hate it when people miss. Last Sunday was such a wonderful service, and I sat there and thought about a few that weren't able to be there for one reason or another and just was so sad that they couldn't experience the, the wonderful fellowship and the music and the message and just being together. Well, and I love that we can do this online and people can watch and that every Sunday there are 100, 200 people that throughout the week will watch our service. Um, and I love that we have that technology and that ability, and it's how a lot of people check out churches before they ever visit. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same as being there to be in fellowship where you can bump into someone and from there maybe make a connection. Now, not everybody you connect with are you friends with, but you won't be friends with anyone until you connect with them. Uh, you don't just uh, scroll down some list and say, you know, I, I, I'm going to connect. I'm going to become friends with this person. You, you have to meet him. You have to connect. Something has to build um, from that. There are no accidental connections uh, we run into people, we meet them, but we must choose just like it is with Christ. Christ is pursuing every one of us. Any of you listening and anybody you know, Christ is already pursuing them, but they have to choose to connect uh, because he does not force it on us. And your greatest changes will come according to your connections. We're changed by our connections, um, friendships and even enemies. Uh, those connections will change us and shape us. And it's one reason it's so important. And uh, one other thing to share is simply that we influence others by our connections. And we are influenced by our connections. We've talked about our, our college groups and in those we get changed. Sometimes it's a serious conversation. Sometimes it's casual or we're laughing, but we get impacted and influenced as a result of that. Um, sometimes we don't even choose to connect with someone until we've laughed with them mm-hmm. or cried with them. Um, and those are, those can be powerful moments. And one of the questions I would ask you is, who are you connected to? If you were going to list who you're connected to, not just who you know, we know a lot of people we're not necessarily connected to. Um, and I love to learn connections, which sometimes drives Jody crazy because I'm asking about their third cousin once removed and realize we have something in common. And, and I'm kind of like, who cares who their third cousin once removed was? But that's you're much more caring than I am. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, the the irritation is not that I do that. It's that it keeps her from doing things at times when she's with me. You spend a lot of time. (laughs) But we have to choose to do that. And the question is, who are you connected to? And who are you pursuing to get connected to? Our relationship started because there was a pursuit. There was a phone call and then another call and then another call. Um, And we made connection. We got together and checked this thing out. And it's even true in friendships. 
that happens, somebody has to start it. You may bump into each other accidentally, but you must make the choice. You may suddenly become aware that Christ is pursuing you, but you have to make a choice. And if we're going to influence and, uh, and impact other people, we have to choose to get connected. They might not accept it. We can't do anything about that, but we can control the fact that we are trying to connect with them, that we are seeking to connect with them, not just to influence, because then that's using them. It is to connect for the purpose of building a relationship. And in that relationship, we care. And from there, impact and influence becomes even greater. And as Jody said, when they met together for a year, uh, good friendships, good connections sometimes happen quickly, but they develop over time uh, or over situations that we go through with people. Um, one of the things to understand, too, is that if that doesn't happen, we won't grow. And it's why it's important not just to attend church and have those connections, but to get together in something else, whether it's a men's breakfast, a ladies Bible study, a men's study, a, a membership class, uh, which, by the way, we'll simply pick that up beginning next Sunday morning when it was supposed to start this morning. Uh, but there needs to be something and uh, playing pickleball together, uh, whatever in those smaller settings, we build deeper connections. And as a result of that, we can influence and impact each other. The apostle Paul here called Saul before his name was changed was impacted by Barnabas and the investment Barnabas made. The rest of what we read in the New Testament a lot of it comes from Paul. And that happened because of Barnabas's connection and influence in his life. First by Christ, but then by Barnabas being used by Christ to connect with him. So who are you connected to? Who are you seeking to get connected to? And who should you be seeking to connect to? And my question would be, what are you going to do about that? How are you going to pursue? How are you going to reach out? How are you going to seek to connect uh, so that you can make a difference like Barnabas did in someone else's life? Connecting is a choice. It's a lot easier just to do your own thing and, and sit at home or read a book or, or you know just do what you want to do. And I always remember the verse uh, says, uh, they'll know you're Christians by your love, that you lay down your life for one another. And I used to think that was just meant just physically. I was ready to die, but it, I learned that it meant um, sometimes I just need to lay down what I wanted to do that day to go see how so-and-so is doing. Or I just need to lay aside my wishes to do what they want to do. Um, but it's connecting because it's a choice. Connecting is a choice. Uh, I know there's a few couple people, like even in um, Walmart, that I try to go to their cash register every time so I can kind of connect with them. I'm getting to know them, and they'll talk with me a little bit. But it's been a choice for me to do that rather than just whip through and get everything done. Connection is a choice. And connection matters. It's how people's lives are improved. It's how people sometimes decide to keep going on because they've got a connection with someone. 
And if you're sitting there this morning or whenever you're watching this thinking, well, I don't have any connections, you, you have some. And that's why I encourage you, who are you reaching out to? If you're already connected, have you reached out to them recently? Um, and if you haven't, maybe this is the week. And who's the Lord bringing to your mind right now? What name or names just came to your mind of someone that's like, I need to contact them? Could be somebody who's had a great thing happen. It could be somebody you just haven't talked to in a while. Could be somebody you know is going through a difficult time, whether it's physical need, whether it's a loss of a loved one, whether it's a change in their situation, uh, whatever it might be that you're being prompted. So follow up on that this week. And hey, after all, today and tomorrow, you probably got some extra time because some things that were scheduled aren't happening. So that'd be a great time to make a call, shoot a text, an email. Join uh, an online devotional because you connect with each other in that. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever opportunity you have, take advantage of it because we're called to make connections with others. But it starts with our connection with Christ. And have you made that connection? Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your care and your love. Thank you for those who are taking time to, to watch and listen. And Lord, I pray that your desire, your spirit of what's intended this morning would be what comes through. Not the, our words, not what we forgot to say, not how we might have said something it, um, without it being clear. But Lord, may your words be what come through. And I pray in my own life for connections. I pray for those I'm already connected to that you would prompt me and that I would be faithful to follow up and follow through. And Lord, that we would all do that, not just to sit back and wonder who's going to reach out to us, but be someone who reaches out to someone else. We might be just what they need that day. But Lord, I pray for each one listening that they would also first and foremost have a connection to you as their personal savior. And if not, they can pray right now, just confessing their need and their sin, confessing their desire to be connected to you, Jesus. And Lord, may this be the day that lives are changed for eternity because they've reached out and accepted you reaching out to them. I pray that you would guide this week, protect those who have to be out and about, Keep them safe. And Lord, while we're kind of hunkered down, may we use that time to pray for one another, to look in your word, and to deepen our connection to you. In Jesus' name, I pray all of these things. Amen.